To the Ether. Today is Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces, Nolis Protocol, the world's first DeFi lease. AMA. The first? Really? Can we can we get a fact check on that? Okay. Thanks, Gary. Well, let's take a listen. Good evening, everyone. I know. I know, dude. Hey, what's up? Not much. Just got back from dinner with my dad. How about you guys? I just got done eating too. Just got done eating some uh, ceviche, and it was spicy. Um, yeah, it was good though. I'm I'm full now. Sounds delicious. I love seafood. What's up, Drew? How about you? Just watching my Trump NFTs, waiting for them to take off. <laughs> Did you get an airdrop or something, or what? What are you talking about? No, they launched. They launched the second collection today. And I, I made like a decent chunk on the first one, flipping them the same day. So I'm just, it sold out at like an hour ago. So I'm just, kind of like, oh gosh, I've been, I've been getting a ton of like spam NFTs in my Stargaze wallet. And a lot of them were like, like Trump related. I don't, I don't know where they came from, but I'm going to just burn them all. Uh, we'll give it like another minute and then we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, yeah. Don't mind us, dude. Uh, <laughs> don't mind us. We're just chatting here until uh, we got one more person joining us, right? Shrewd? Biz, Biz May's supposed to be joining, so... Well, oh, there she is. She popped in the room, so we'll invite her up. Just as you said it. I know, right? Take take things a little slow with me, Shoot, on this on this uh, protocol, because I'm not, I'm not a D-Gen like you are. You, you'll probably, like, catch on really quick with uh, with the NOLAS protocol and everything that it's, you know, about. So please, take it easy on me today, all right? We'll sure do. How are you doing, guys? Nice to be here. Doing good, doing good. And we might run into some technical difficulties because Twitter space is just, eh, it's been kind of, been kind of crazy with it, you know? So if that does happen, just, you know, stick with us and we'll see if we can get things back up and going. Yesterday, I had a terrible time with Twitter spaces. (laughs) What happened, Gaines? Were you uh, on Android and it just drugged everyone? Yeah, I was, I was hosting. I was hosting this space with the Cosmos Space account, but I was using an emulator on my on my laptop to host it. And I was I was talking through my my regular Twitter profile with my iPhone, so everything was fine there. But all of a sudden, um, I couldn't unmute. Like I could not unmute. I don't know what was going on. I was trying to say something because it was my turn to talk, and I couldn't unmute. I'm like, okay, so I'll leave. I'll come back. Long story short, dude, I had to um, switch over to the Cosmos Space account with my iPhone. And that kind of started, you know, uh, you know, fixing some stuff. But uh, some of the speakers also had issues with unmuting. I don't know. It's it happens. So hopefully we don't have those issues today. But um, we have 
Kamoka? Is that how you pronounce your name? Kamoka? Correct, correct. So it's common, actually, in terms of name. Kamoka is my, like, nickname. Cam. Cam is your name. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Cam. Um, are, are, are we going to have Bizme nice well. join us, too, or, or is it just going to be you today? She she would be listening because she's having a toddler problem. You know how they are. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Uh, anybody else joining us before we get started? It would be me. Now, I truly hope that my team got me educated good enough so I can answer all the questions. <laughs> all right, dude. No problem. So I'm Little Gaines. I'm, I'm one of the co-founders of Cosmos Spaces. Um, and then we have Shrud over here. He's the project lead in the Cosmos Spaces team. And we have Marty behind the Cosmos Spaces Twitter account. Uh, do you mind giving us a, just a quick intro on who you are, how you got started in, in this space, and what you do at uh, Novos Protocol? My pleasure to do so. So me personally, I'm the co-founder of the Novos Protocol, one of the two guys that we actually invented or came up with the idea. We actually came up with the idea pretty long time ago, like 16 months ago already. Uh, I'm mostly uh, in finance. I have been doing a lot of finance work. My co-founder, other co-founder, is actually more on the technical side and the, the true degen, right? So I've been doing crypto for a long time, but on my personal needs and accounts. Um, and more, more towards the end of 2021, we actually got an idea because we are working for a web to lending company. For many years, I have been working for that company like six, seven years as a CFO of the group. So we have a lot, of, a lot to do with web to lending. And once we decided that we have an opportunity to do lending better on the web three, we actually joined as an idea of building something connected to lending that's better, more efficient, and so on and so forth. And then when once we developed that, it turned out to be not only a lending solution, but actually a one-stop shop to anyone that wants to join crypto in a non-custodial way. So it, the Nose Protocol is actually a something like a Web3 financial suit that allows you to just be there, purchase your crypto, buy, sell, swap, earn, stake, or get the, world, the world's first DeFi lease, meaning our lending solution. Sure. Do you want to proceed with uh, the questions? Yeah. So I, before we kind of dive into some questions, just in case some people aren't uh, fully aware of what you guys do, maybe this is their first time hearing about you. Before we kind of dive into like some some basic questions, uh, if you just had like a two sentence uh, ELI five version of what Nolus Protocol is, did you want to just do that before we kind of roll through some questions? Okay, I'll try to to do that. So. We are a layer one app chain built with Cosmos SDK. Uh, we try to address some of the major inefficiencies that we've seen in the crypto market, like over-collateralized lending, high risk of liquidation, asset ownership. In that way, in that way, we're like a non-custodial Web3 financial suite that allows you as a user to manage all of your digital assets. So purchase, sell, swap, stake, get the DeFi list, we are a one-stop shop towards borrowers, lenders, yield optimization schemes, and non-custodial wallet. Cool, thanks. Um, and then as far as like your team goes, you said you have some experience in like the Web2 lending space. 
Uh, how many how many people are are about on on the team, and and who who is on your core team? I know I know it's yourself, and and I think Biz May down there that's that's listening. But are there any other people that are a part of like the core core team, and what what kind of roles do they have within the team? Sure. So me and Biz May were one of the three person that actually started the idea. We are currently more than 23 people, 24 even. Um, most of them are the technical guys. So we have a lot of um, Rust, GoLang developers, people that have been doing such developments in the past five to six years on different language, some of them. Uh, some of them actually related to Rust and GoLang. So pretty experienced. We have web app people that are doing the web app and the application. And of course, we have some marketing, some community building because we have been, we haven't been vocal with our product for many, many months until we built it. So we were, we were actually bootstrapped by this company that we have been working for. They um, supported us in terms of financial needs uh, for the past 12, 13 months. So we started building from, from day one, from idea generation. Once we started building, we actually um, got the team up and running together. We started building the package and we went live public like three months ago, something like that. The idea was that we have the first mover advantage. We didn't want to sell that out. So we tried to really get to the public at the last possible moment. Yeah, that's awesome. You actually answered one of my questions. I was going to say, you, you know, I, I was reading and, and it says you guys have been around for about 12 to, you know, almost a year and a half, 18 months. And so I was going to say without, you know, a, a token out or anything like that, like how have you guys been funded? So it seems like you're kind of like an incubator for like an incubation product of, a, of another company. Is that is that pretty fair to say? That's pretty fair to say because um, we have uh, we have been funded in terms of in terms of uh, salaries and what we've tried to do in terms of product from this company. We actually also closed the seed round recently with 1.5 million investment from uh, pretty well-known names like uh, Cogstone Ventures, Autonomy Capital, DotaHacks, uh, some of the validators that would be our validators in the Genesis set like Everstake, Zero One Node, GT Capital, Nation Crypto, Pop staking cabin. So we've done that, but that was like recently. Before that, we were entirely incubated by this Web2 company. Cool. Um, and I also see that you have some some well-known Cosmos people, uh, I guess, advising you, uh, Zaki and Jack uh, Zamplin. Uh, what kind of role have they had with, did they mostly just kind of help get you started within the Cosmos and kind of help uh, give you the lay of the land, or what? What has their roles been as as in the advisory capacity? Well, different. Uh, Zaki, for example, he has been very uh, helpful in technological development in terms of even introducing us to the right people. Because, for example, we have partnership with Stride, with Neutron, that that are already up and up to the public. We do have a couple of other partnerships will be announcing soon. Um, in terms of uh, Strange Lab, they have helped a lot again technologically. They are actually the one that would be very helpful to us for solving the multi hub problem. Meaning, uh, in order to have the same fungible tokens 
going through different cross networks. It's important to have the path to uh, develop and to, lim to, to actually be able to fund those tokens. So they're having a solution that would be very helpful for us in that direction. And also mainly about connection and meeting the right people. Yeah, I think that's that's like super important, especially this ecosystem's growing so much and so fast. It's kind of hard to know, you know, who who to go to for certain things. So, um, you're kind of mentioning uh, tokenomics. Uh, before we let's kind of run through like a real brief example of how someone um, would use the lending platform. So, typically, um, for people that are using lending today, or if they ever use Anchor Protocol or Umi or Ave or uh, Radiant, or, you know, these are just some of these the borrow and lending platforms. Uh, typically how it would work is, you know, I have a hundred dollars and I can deposit that hundred dollars of, you know, whatever, either it be an asset or a stable coin. And then I'm able to take out generally between, uh, I guess it varies between like 50% to, uh, like 80% of the value of that. And then I can go do something else with that. Right. And as long as whatever I'm borrowing, doesn't uh or whatever i'm providing doesn't explode uh you know i can kind of use my capital in a more efficient manner so how does how does nolis kind of change the narrative of that with with uh how you're able to borrow and lend yes the the uh, example that you gave is exactly correct so once you deposit that collateral you're able to take something out of it 50 60 70% but you get fully liquidated after 35, 36% drop of the price, first of all. Second of all, yes, some of the solutions have low interest and costs related to it. Some don't. For example, futures margin contracts on centralized exchanges where you can get more exposure of an asset. They usually come with high risk margin costs. So the nose protocol and the DeFi lease in, in concrete, it defines a money market between lenders that are looking to earn yields on deposited stable coins and borrowing borrowers that are looking to amplify their holdings. Now, here it's important to note that the platform would be working in stable coins. This is one major difference compared to all other money markets out there because we don't have a segregated pool for each stable coin, each asset. We are working with stable coins. So a borrower can walk up a down payment in any currency, in stable, in digital assets, and get up to 150% above that down payment. Now, both their down payment and loan would actually be used to purchase the digital asset. So say that it's Atom. The down payment together with the loan were walked into the DeFi lease position by purchasing that collateral, meaning the Atom. And in that sense, we actually reduce the margin co-risk. Although we have, gave, we have given three times more exposure to the user, we are also having 40% better liquidation rate because now the down payment and the loan act as collateral through the time. And the beauty of it is that you own the asset, the, the actual user owns, the ownership lies within him. So you as a borrower can utilize that asset in order to activate within your list position in order to activate different yield optimization strategies, which would be whitelisted by the protocol. For example, you can do liquid staking with your Atom. Now, this means that your down payment and the loan, let's say an example that 
you have 20,000 down payment, you get up to 30,000 as well. So now you've purchased Atom for 50,000. Because you've purchased 50,000 Atoms, you actually get, a, get it at a price of 10, so you get 5,000 Atoms. You can liquid stake those 5,000 Atoms, earn rewards of 20% APY, and you would be owning only the 30,000 in stables. That's why, or that's what I meant, stables are the most important thing of the protocol. You own the stables. You pay only an interest on top, while you receive all the rewards of 20% APY. So basically, you're creating self-repaying for walls right from the start. Yeah, that's interesting. So the initial thing that I, you know, in the real world, right? So this is similar to, you know, if you buy, if you have a mortgage for a house or you have a lease on a car where, you know, you only come to the table with, you know, let's say 20% or 10% down payment on a house or a car, right? And then you control, you know, my $10,000 down on a, you know, BMW, I control a $60,000 car now, right? But in the real world, <laughs> Um, if I don't make my payments, uh, the repo man comes because he has all my information. And so my initial thought behind this protocol was like, well, why wouldn't I put in like five Bitcoin, get 15 Bitcoin and then just, you know, peace out. So it sounds like within what you're kind of like wrapping whatever assets you're receiving. And then is it that you're only going to be able to interact with certain protocols with that asset? So you mentioned Stride as one of them to like liquid stake. But it's not like I could put in one Bitcoin, get three Bitcoin, sell the Bitcoin and then disappear. Right. Like how, how is how is something like that prevented? Is is it through like that your all your assets are kind of uh, in a smart contract or, or what is the process like that? The last one. Exactly. So once we convert the stable coins into any asset, the BTC to to Ethereum to whatever. It, they're walked into the smart contract instance that you have opened. So basically, they are there and they act both the down payment and uh, the loan act as collateral through the time. So you cannot go out and sell it to a third party and get the rewards and then repay the interest and loan and you actually end up with more compared to, three times more compared to uh, what you started. You're unable to do that. What you're able to do, however, is to Walk the price of the digital asset immediately at contract creation. Walk an interest that's quite small compared to any standards. Uh, and you own three times more exposure, lower liquidation rates. Liquidations are only partial rather than full liquidation and 40% better compared to any uh, other assets, uh, other platforms and protocols out there. And finally, if the price appreciates in value, you still need to repay only the stable coins that you borrowed, meaning that all the upside is yours to keep. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And so did you actually want to touch on the partial liquidation feature? So uh, I, I, I know we talked about it a little bit ago, but so essentially, you know, in, in the earlier scenario that I described, if if I loan 100 and, you know, it drops down to, you know, whatever the asset I have drops down to, you know, uh 30 drops 30 percent down to 70 dollars sometimes i won't receive anything back they'll just take the entire you know 100 bucks that i kind of gave them uh you, you might end up with a couple bucks or something like that at the end but so so what is this partial liquidation mechanism and how does that how is that kind of protecting users from uh like a total loss well to us 
first of all, the partial liquidation was a no-brainer. Everyone is doing full liquidation at one level, and that's it. So if the price drops by 30%, almost 30, 35, you get fully, fully liquidated. Now with the nose protocol, you can use your 100 to get 150, convert it into the digital asset you want, fix the price. Now, if the price starts dropping, you would, of course, at 30, 40% drop of the price, get first partial liquidation. And it would take only approximately 20% out of your collateral, sell it immediately on a DEX and refill you to a better, healthier level. Once it does so, the protocol actually allows you for to, to continue using your asset and it, it still has 80% out of your asset. Now, if the price continues dropping and it drops like six or 7% more, it would do another partial liquidation. So the loan to value needs to hit a certain level. Once it's hit, let's say 93, 94%, out of uh, your uh, position, current position, it gets you to a healthier level. It returns you to 80, 83% healthier level. Now, if the price continues dropping, it will do another partial liquidation. And the idea here is that the down payment actually gets touched upon once you actually have 50% drop in the price because you're doing partial liquidations rather than full one single liquidation. Yeah, that's really important. So I, I don't know how many, I mean, I see some former Terra people in here. And so when when Luna was collapsing, you know, it, it would have been great, uh, you know, trying to trying to spam transactions through to, you know, cycle through to either repay LTV or add more collateral. Um, and, and if and if the price dropped too drastically, like that was it, like your position was gone, like it, it was just gone. So the fact that you know this would kind of get you back to a safe level, if anything, would you know potentially buy you more time to either add collateral or, or you know do do some alternative measures to to you know main, maintain or save your position. Um, so with with that being said, uh, now when when we are when we are uh, borrowing assets, right? So if I'm a person that wants to get 150% of the value of something, so say I have Adam. Do I have to, is what I'm borrowing also going to be, Adam? So you said that staples are going to be deposited for people for, for people that are loaning. But so if I put up Adam, am I, do I have to get Adam back or can I get USDC? Can I get, you know, some other uh, Cosmos asset or does it have to be whatever you're loaning? It's actually quite flexible. This is another no-brainer that we have seen on the market. Uh, it's quite important to have the flexibility to do different transactions. Now, if you deposit Atom as collateral, it has a value, current value of 100. So you can deposit that Atom and still get Osmo or still get RubBTC, still get Ethereum, still get any other asset you want to purchase. So your idea here is to purchase Ethereum. If you want to purchase Ethereum, you can provide a down payment in stables. You can provide it uh, in any other asset. Once you do that, you can come and repay the stables with other assets as well. You can come with stables and repay your 150. Or you can come with Atom. You can come with Osmo. You can come with Juno. You can come with any other asset and 
repay in that currency if you feel, for example, that your Juno has grown sufficiently enough. So you want to sell it, but you want to complete the transaction with no so that you get the atom as unlocked and use it for other purposes. You can do that immediately. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And so it, it, it's saying that you're leveraging, going to be leveraging interchain accounts and that all of these uh, kind of swaps and things like that in the background, those would be happening on osmosis. Is that correct? As as a first DEX of choice, it would be happening on osmosis. Once we go mainnet, which would be in my May next month, we would be also adding different other DEXs. For example, Christian and Ostroporto, the two main DEXs that we are aiming to do in the next month and so. So yes, interchain accounts and um, IBC would be enabled from day one, meaning that all the transactions will be happening in that direction. Okay, yeah, awesome. That was going to be my next question. Like, so uh, there's a there's a there's a pretty cool product on Terra called TFM, and it'll kind of route you and just give you the best price for whatever assets you're trying to buy. And so I was curious if you know, obviously after Osmosis, like you know, would you be using liquidity providers like Kujira, Wind, you know, Astroport, uh, Evmos just got you know Forge, and they have Diffusion, so it would be it would be cool to be able to be plugged into those and make sure that you're getting you know the the most optimal, you know, swap. Uh, I mean, granted, it seems like most of the tokens to start will be ones with probably a lot of deep liquidity, so really shouldn't be too big of a too big of a deal. I, I got it, but there are so there are plans to expand past osmosis. A quick quick question: So the the lender supplies the stable tokens, right? And they get paid interest, but they get paid interest in what token? The 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 stable token that they supplied, uh, or, or what, what? Yeah, which one do they get? A little loss. They actually get they get two two things. They get stable coin uh, interest, and they get also our NOS token. This is how it works. Now, the lender provides stable coins into the pool, and the borrower starts using it. Now, there are two very important things here. First of all, the protocol is working on cash basis rather than accrual basis, meaning that if the borrower tomorrow comes and repays interest. On cash basis, this interest will be transferred to lenders. So we are not promising 10% APY to lenders. Rather, we are saying, saying whatever the borrower repays, it goes to the lender immediately. This is number one. And number two is that lenders, new depositors, would be stopped once an efficiency ratio is breached, meaning that we wouldn't allow lenders to be 20, 30 times more than borrowers. Rather, if an efficiency is breached, new deposits are stopped. So that the depositors already in, the lenders already in, are actually not getting diluted. So they are receiving real yields in their efforts for the provision of their stable coins. Now, this means that if the borrower average interest is 12-13%, this would be the interest that would be joining the lender side as well, because it would be eventually paid up in cash. But we also have an incentive pool that contains 12% of the total token supply to distribute additional lenders to the lenders additional rewards in our native token, the NOS token. And the NOS token actually could be also staked on the network, earned from 15% inflationary pool. So first lenders could receive 10 to 12, 13% in stables, then another 30, 40% in our native token. 
without the price appreciation of our native token. And this is probably could last for many, many months ahead, many even years, because we've generated different revenue streams to buy back our native token, refill that incentive pool, and actually have those lenders here for the long term rather than short term. Cool. Hey, Monday, I see your request. We're gonna, we'll probably do uh, some questions at the end, so we're not ignoring you. Um, so, so speaking of tokenomics, um, there, I think Gaines posted a, a chart up top, I think was is a really uh, good way of representing the flow of how everything kind of works. Um, would you mind talking about uh, the what is what are what are the tokenomics so what is the supply what is kind of like a rough distribution look like and and what are what kind of unlocks uh you know should people should people be expecting well the tokenomics meaning the total supply that would ever exist with the nose product product and protocol is one billion tokens those one billion tokens are segregated in different ways depending of what is needed of the protocol. For example, 24% are the DAO treasury. Those would be decided by the, the um, governance voting um, people, the, the, the people that have our token to decide what to do with those in the future. Um, we have separated 20% for token sale. We have the team and contributors, 19%. Then we have the inflation pool, 15%. Lenders incentive, 12%. And then some. 5% for strategic partners, 5% for liquidity and put bounty. But the, here the idea is that, for example, the seed round that we've touched upon a little bit, they come with nine month lock, 24 month linear vest. The Dow Treasury comes with 36 month linear vest. The team and contributors comes with 15 month lock, 36 month linear vest. So year and a half more compared to seed round. We have the inflation that would be unstaked and staking tokens for 10 years. We have the lenders incentive that would be incentivizing lenders based on the total value lock. Uh, so everything within the ecosystem is actually distributed in terms of release. So it's very gradual, very uh, fluent without sharp availability to create sell pressure. Cool, thanks. Um, yeah, so, and, and as far as like the token goes, if if we're if every anyone's looking at that chart up there, it looks like there's there's three major ways that Nolus is going to kind of accrue value. Uh, there's going to be borrower interest, so you know just like your, you know just like your home loan or just like your, uh, you know car, car loan that that interest is is getting you know kind of thrown back into the Nolus liquidity pools. Uh, there's going to be the spread from swaps. Uh, so essentially, it looks like you know you borrow Adam and you want to uh you know kind of three extra atom you know the the stables from the pool are going to go they're going to get swapped to atom and then you're going to have control of that atom and then you know the transaction fees um of you know i guess network activity so as far as like those three buckets go uh kind of how do you see like are i, I don't believe they would probably all be equal right uh, so which how do you see them being weighted as far as what's going to accrue the most value for the token and what what lever like as the protocol matures, um, are there like levers in place that you know through governance or or I'm assuming it would be governance that we would be able to adjust to kind of maybe accommodate different 
different things just you know based on you know the protocol's activity well at the very start of the protocol the margin uh, spread would be the most essential towards the ecosystem because it would be the difference between the borrower what the borrower repays in cash and the lender receiving in stable coins so as long as we keep the borrowers up and running and flowing in which is the first and most essential part of what we would be trying to do uh, then this these fees would be the largest but with increase of volume with people just joining the ecosystem not only as borrowers or lenders just entering their non-custodial wallet and do transactions like buy sell swap stake right they would be able there would be a lot of swap fees which are very insignificant for an individual transaction but then they would add up if there is a lot of volume and transaction fee is the same now so basically at the very beginning the weight would be more toward the margin then it would join towards a more equal segregation towards the spread and the transaction cost but all of those revenue streams they have one purpose only they would buy back the our token on the open market and refill the lenders incentive pool so their purpose is to incentivize lenders to stay longer on the protocol by refilling their pool with new nos tokens every single day and then distributing in the future to lenders new rewards sure and and so is there like an initial like seed amount in that pool that you need to kind of i guess like you know, kickstart everything and, and make sure everything runs smoothly. Like how, how are, when, you know, on, let's say day one happens, you know, the, the first day of the protocol launches, like what is a, what is a, what is a healthy amount for everything to kind of, you know, for the trains to run smoothly? Uh, you know, obviously we're going to have to have a fair amount of stable coins coming in so people can, you know, provide their assets to, you know, borrow. Uh, do you kind of have some, rough numbers in mind of what's kind of needed to to make everything run smoothly well at the very beginning we're absolutely correct that we need lenders to be there to, to provide liquidity this is where uh, we have discussed with a lot of our strategic partners to help us as well to bootstrap the liquidity of the protocol initially um what in terms of starting i believe that it wouldn't be we wouldn't need like millions of liquidity from day one. It would be a gradual thing to do because once we get some liquidity, we would actually adjust the borrowing so that the borrowing side of the equation could be the higher, the highest one, for example, could be an amount that's appropriate based on, based on the current liquidity that we have. And then while liquidity grows, we would be adjusting the borrowing site as well. So it would be a gradual pro a gradual product and a gradual availability to do that on both sides, on lenders and borrower side. Great. And then and then as far as so we were kind of talking like, you know, the lenders would get paid in, you know, the NLS token and then as well as the interest from the borrowers. How are how are validators compensated? Is that just straight uh inflation of the token? I know you mentioned that it starts out at around like I think you said ten percent, fifteen. Yes, uh, yes. The, so the staking rewards are fifteen percent of the total token supply, and validators would be the ones. So we've chosen a set of twenty-five Genesis validators to join our network, 
and active sets of approximately 40. Um, uh, so active, active set meaning that we would be allowing 50 more than the Genesis validators in terms of our partners and strategic partners. And in that way, we guarantee that first of all, they are not too many, but they are not too little as well. And they would be compensated through that mechanism with the inflation because actually 15% out of the total token supply, most of it coming in the first three, four years uh, out of the 10 years inflation would be their compensation for the proof of stake. Cool. Um, let me see what else do I have here? Um, so as far as other similar products within the cosmos, um, uh, you know, obviously you have a little bit of a, of a competitive advantage because you're, you're able to offer that, um, you know, 150% LTV versus, or I guess up to 150% LTV as opposed to, you know, 60 to, you know, 80, which we see in some other places outside, outside of that, how, how do you, how do you, you know, as this catches on and maybe some other people start to do the same thing as, is there any other tricks up your guys sleeve as far as uh you know other offerings that you that you plan to maybe uh produce in the future uh it's actually only the beginning so the nos token is quite essential to the, this ecosystem because it, it has a vital role nos first of all it's a layer one app chain so it's used for gas you can stake your nos and uh, the nos will incentivize borrowers for example if borrowers take more NOS on a tired system, it would incentivize incentivize them with lower interest. Lenders would be incentivized with higher interest, for example. But with certain amount of staked NOS, different borrowers would be allowed to take not one fifty percent, but actually 500 percent, or make a short position rather than a buy position. In that way, nose would actually become a margin trading protocol for the traders as well, but with actual ownership of the underlying asset and yield optimization schemes available through the DeFi list. So basically a new type of people, not only the retail customers that want to buy and sell, but also attracting lenders to the protocol, I'm sorry, uh, traders to the protocol, that would be interested into doing safer, lower margin call, lower interest transactions with high margins and leverage. Okay, so yeah, so so this the, the token itself is gonna have a lot of different uses and perks, I guess, based on how much, how many people are staking. I know uh, Kujira does something similar where they have kind of like three tiers and, you know, depending on how much you stake, there's there's different, you know, underlying benefits to to how many, uh, you know, Kujira tokens you stake. Um, as far as your token goes, speaking of, uh, since most people are probably interested in that here, when when token and uh, so I know right before right before we jumped on here, we were talking about the the lease drop. So I don't know if you wanted to comment on both of those two things for us. Yes, of course. So mainnet is will be due we haven't announced a date yet but it would be in may so we have another month of preparation until all the final details are up and running and this is when the token would be launched together with the network so it's essential to, to launch it because as i said it's 
gas fees and transaction costs need to be paid in our NOS token. So we would be having a pool of osmosis as starters and then built on that liquidity with different DEXs. For example, we would be having a pair with Neutron, a pair with Kuji. So it would be a gradual uh, liquidity boost in terms of different DEXs, in terms of liquidity, in terms of decentralized and then centralized liquidity. Now, lease drop, this is something very interesting because there is no no such um, such item that we have seen. It's it's like an airdrop, but it's not because it's an incentivized airdrop. People are able to come to our web app, try it out, see what they like, what they don't, give us feedback, actually trying out the DeFi list, trying out the earn, trying out being lenders, taking, and share their experience by sharing their experience we actually get better because we take into account that experience and move it towards the next iteration of the web app so we are adjusting towards the needs of the customers this would come with rewards in our nos token like an airdrop and it would incentivize people to try it out we have like we started very shortly last week uh, and we have more than 2,000 people actually already tried the protocol. And this week we would be pushing much more in terms of uh, in terms of marketing because we haven't done too much uh, in terms of uh, the lease drop, getting towards all the people that want to actually try it. Okay. And how how would people, if if anyone that's listening, how how would people get started with that process? How would they go check it out? Well, uh, at NOS.io, you can do web app. Uh, you can see the web app. You just enter. You connect your Kepler. You connect your ledger. And you're into the system. Once you do that, you can try, the, try it out as a better version. This is as simple as that. If you want to join through um, uh, the incentivized lease drop, that's also possible. There are many... In the, in our Discord uh, channel, there are many details about the campaign itself. Okay, perfect. And I think yeah, it looks like Gaines tossed it up at the top. So if you wanted to look at that tweet to join the Discord to be able to get in and test out the protocol, and I guess be eligible for some uh, for some tokens when when launch happens. Um, I think that kind of covers everything that. I had, um, I guess the, the last question I kind of had was, um, so, the, you know, within the Cosmos, you said that, you know, we're going to have the ability to kind of whitelist some protocols. So, you know, for instance, that the example we gave was, I deposit 10 Atom, I'm now borrowing 30 Atom, I can go take those 30 Atom and put them on stride to, to receive 20, about 20%. And now I, I've essentially 3x my staking rewards. Uh, which I can then use to kind of buy myself out of that position or, you know, do something else with. Um, those two questions, I guess. One, are those staking rewards when I claim them, are they inside the, the are they going to be inside the smart contract where my assets are? Or are those going to be kind of like, you know, free, free, free and clear, you know, in my own wallet, you know, uninhibited. And then the second question would be, so obviously Stride would have a really great, you know, kind of symbiotic relationship. Are there any other protocols within the Cosmos that you would like to be able to see uh, no list kind of whitelist and um, what which ones would they be? 
the first question is much sim simpler. So basically, you would be having your rewards up and running and you can do whatever you want. They're not locked into your position as well. So once you receive some rewards for your staked atom, you can sell it, you can swap it, you can repay your loan with that if you desire to do so. Now, yes, Stride and Persistence are actually the two companies that we would be trying to achieve liquid staking with from the uh, Stride from day one, Persistence afterwards. Uh, also, there are many other protocols that could potentially provide some good information regarding uh, pools, for example, incentivized pools on osmosis. Some of them could be whitelisted in terms of uh, in terms of getting rewards during your DeFi leave. Um, we are also exploring the availabilities, for example, to to get the fields of Mars as well in terms of rewards from a particular asset that could be borrowed in the DeFi list position. And this is how it goes within the Cosmos ecosystem for the near midterm future. Then going outside of the ecosystem, because what we try to achieve is really become cross-chain uh, protocol with the IBC and interchain account. This is possible, for example, to have Lido and staked Ethereum as well on in terms of uh, availability to whitelist. Uh, and this cross-chain technology that we would be using and actually utilizing is that we would be able, for example, someone coming from their MetaMask, they would be able to transact with the Nose protocol without them understanding that they are switching the network. So taking the DeFi list, getting the yield optimization schemes, becoming lender, all coming from Avalanche, Polkadot, or EVM chain. Awesome. Yes, yeah, Somalia came to my mind uh, just because, you know, if I if I put up one Bitcoin, I get three Bitcoins and then I can go throw them in one of their vaults and and earn, you know, even even more. I'm essentially, you know, three Xing my Bitcoin uh, yield. I think like right now it's like 10 or 12 percent on their Bitcoin strategy. Um, exactly. And then, and then do you exactly. have any plans to. So uh, obviously I'm a I'm a Umi fanboy. Um, but, uh, do you have any plans on, so since we'll be starting with osmosis, have you guys been looking at the, what OHO is doing? Uh, I know they're kind of being incubated with UMI and they're going to be kind of like a, um, like an Oracle for the cosmos. Is that something that you, you guys have started looking at, uh, implementing? We have, yes, we have been looking into different solutions regarding that direction. We actually started we initially started with our own but we want to move to the to that direction as well so uh, there are like a thousand things to do on a technological front end in terms of you you heard what we just discussed in a matter of a couple of minutes so basically this is a plan for 18 months ahead full-time people would be working towards implementing all of those let's say strategic focuses in the near future so yes, that's also uh, quite important with oracles and um, the available also the availability to actually get price feeding from different dexes as well. Uh, this is quite essential as well because once you have not one but five, ten dexes, the protocol and the system needs to decide how is the most efficient way for people to get their asset. Now, if you want to purchase atom, there. Are could, currently could be purchased on different 
parts of uh, of the tax, right? Different taxes, and the price would be different. The taxes would be different. So cost efficiency here for the user is quite essential as well. And every yield optimization scheme, going back to to your example, is as good as um, as as liquidity there is. So if there is liquidity, sufficient liquidity in the vaults of any uh, for the for the example, there would be also the liquidity would be sufficient for us to cover any future liquidations, which is quite essential. As long as there is liquidity, it could be whitelisted. Awesome. Yeah. And so my last question, and then and then if you have time, maybe we'll. I know Monday's been requested for a minute. We'll we'll maybe take a question or two if you have if you're, if you're able. Um, so would would the would the stakers be able to? Uh, you know, put a, put forth a proposal, I guess, after launch and say, hey, we want to whitelist, you know, like my example, Somalia, right? Is, is that something that would go through? I'm assuming it would go through governance. Um, and then obviously it would have to be implemented. Um, or what 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 does the process do you think look like for whitelisting new um, new kind of smart contracts to be able to interact with your, you, you know, your loan, essentially, or your lease? Sorry. <laughs> This is yeah no no this is uh, exactly so so governance voting uh, proposing different strategies then approving those strategies depending whether they're technically feasible of course and how much cost and time efforts it could take uh, but yeah that's that's exactly the process so the governance voting and the stakers would be able to decide if there is some the auto optimization scheme that needs to be covered by the NOS protocol. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm super looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to, I didn't even know about the lease drop thing until today. So I'll definitely be kind of jumping in and, and checking that out. But, you know, I was, I was a huge anchor user. I obviously, you know, utilize UMI quite a fair bit. Um, I have a lot on Arbitrum on Radiant. So I, I this is, this is, this is intriguing to me because you know I'll look at I'll look at things and I'll deposit things, but then you know only being able to do eighty percent. It's for you know some in some instances it's like sixty percent. It's not exactly you know the most bang for your buck. So this is this is definitely going to prevent like provide some new thoughts and some interesting strategies. Uh, I think will will come out of it as uh, as time moves on and you know the liquidity gets deeper and more assets are on there. So I'm I'm, I'm excited for it for sure. Um, Monday, you've you've had your your you've been requested for a while. I don't know if you had a question for uh, Nolas. Going once. Monday. Does anyone else have any questions for Nolas and Cam? I I got a question. Uh, I'm sure people are wondering too. Uh, what kind of audits have been done on the protocol itself? Well, we have done a full audit with obscurity um, on the blockchain, first of all, and on the smart contract, second of all. Uh, so it has been, it's public, it, it has been quite clean. We have remediated everything that we they have found in terms of uh, weaknesses that were non-crypto. We are also doing and will be doing another audit pretty much after one so that we once we start integrating different items into the protocol, we are covered in terms of uh, in terms of what we built and how we move forward. And security is also essential to us. So basically, 
we would be probably be doing a lot of those in the future as well. Thanks. Yeah, good, good question. Uh, Ponzi, you came up. Did you have a question for Nolis? Yes, sir. Um, thank you. Sure. Hey, Kamoka. Uh, so I initially came to um, know about this protocol through Nana and I uh, heard some very good things. But nonetheless, my question now is um, you had mentioned that we can we can deposit any asset and be able to borrow uh, whatever asset, right? Um, but what would be the prerequisite or criteria for for Noles to list an asset? Because we don't want anyone to deposit any kind of asset, right? This, or something that's been around for just a few days or weeks uh, as a, a pump and dump, and that was deposited to, to drain um, the liquidity. And that is actually a great question. Okay. Please no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I actually lost my train of thought. So after you answer that, let me um, uh, think the other question and I'll, I'll get back. Please. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So here, the most essential part is that we would be utilizing the DEX beneath. So as long as the DEX has sufficient liquidity in order to swap your asset, whatever asset that would be, on, a, on, on your non-custodial wallet, you would be able to do that. Now, if you come with an asset that has very thin liquidity on any of the DEXs that we do, it wouldn't be able to be used for uh, down payment or for repayment because it doesn't have the liquidity. But as long as it has liquidity on any DEX that we will be utilizing, it could be swapped and used as down payment. It could be used as... Uh, as quattro, uh, it could be used as uh, repayment. Now, in order to take the DeFi lease, this is different because it's not only the swapping here, you need to have the liquidity depth as well, meaning that we would be starting with the main tokens that have sufficient liquidity in order for us to cover liquidation and partial liquidations as well. And this is essential for the health of the system. Oh man, very interesting and very creative. Okay, so uh, my second question is, you had mentioned that um, the interest rate is flexible, right? And as in, as in, um, if I had loaned something, I can get a higher interest and for stakers would get a, um, you can combine different interest rates. And would I be able to combine different interest rate to be able to get at a net 0% borrow rate? Even you should be able to get more than that. You should be able to get self-repaying loans. Because, for example, interest would be determined between what current liquidity there is in the protocol. Uh, and it would be, let's say, up to 16 18%. If there is not much liquidity, it would incentivize with lower interest and vice versa. But up to 15, 18%. Now, you as a leaser using the DeFi lease, once you come and desire an asset and you enter the smart contract, your interest is fixed and never changing. Meaning that up until repayment or liquidation, your interest would be 14%. It would never change annual rate. So it's not, first of all, it's not 60, 70, 80% like you can see on uh, margin trading protocols and futures contracts. It's very simple, basic interest. And those 14% APY are actually your interest that would be paid 
in a year. Now, if you do liquid staking, for example, or any other layout optimization scheme that earns above that 14% APY, you are actually getting your full interest repaid together with some of the principal repaid. So some of your won't. So basically, if you stick long enough with that asset, you can get fully repaid by the rewards that you earn. And this is without the appreciation of the price. If the asset the price appreciates in the future, you would be able to use that appreciation to repay the loan in stables as well. Oh man, very cool. Um, this is I'm going to spend more time looking into this, but this is very interesting. Thank you. And um, last one, hopefully quickly. Do we have any plans on continuing um, capital risk assessment um, reviews periodically to ensure the health of the protocol? Absolutely. This is probably the most important thing that we would be doing from now on because risk assessment here could be in any direction. It could be the pools, the, the DEXs, the pools that we would be using, the yield optimization scheme that we would be using, how much availability there is for borrowers, for lenders in terms of liquidity. So risk assessment here has been and will be a very essential part of once we begin life and moving forward. So we are doing a lot of simulations, for example, um, simulation with the past three years of history and historical prices and really seeing how the product and protocol would have behaved if it was live for the past three years. In that way, we know when a black swan event, for example, the FTX happened uh, some time ago, what happens to the asset, what happens to the liquidity, Correct, how does that liquidity changes. Right, 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 perfect, yeah. Thank you very much. Now, this, this is very helpful and very detailed. Yeah, Ponzi, when I was like kind of preparing to ask questions, like that's one thing that kind of impressed me is that their their website has a treasure trove of information. And, you know, since they've been around for, you know, over 12 months, they have medium articles galore, like they have, you know, a whole bunch of content to kind of comb through. So uh, definitely well documented. Um, and and it's a lot to kind of lot to kind of take in, especially if this is something, you know, this topic is kind of new to you. But I, I man, once you once you once it clicked for me how to use Anchor Protocol on, on Terra, like that was well. Besides the fact that I got my ass handed to me uh, last May, uh, but it it was it was a good ride while it lasted. So you know, if you learn how to utilize something like this, and you're very you know careful and strategic about it, like you can you can do really well for yourself. Uh, but on the flip side of that coin, um, you can also lose your shirt pretty quick. So definitely. Definitely understand what you're doing. Uh, I would caution that. And you know, if you're if you if it's something new to you, definitely start small and kind of really understand everything that's going on. Like, oh, I put in ten atom, like, you know, and kind of kind of take it slow from there and kind of see see what happens. Like, oh, atom dropped five percent today, but my loan did this, and kind of really know what to expect uh, when when you start using something like this. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to play with it. You can do it right now. You can, you will even get some incentives to do that. I'm going to do that now. More reasons to. <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves, everyone loves their, uh, what is, you're calling it a leash drop though, right? Not an airdrop. <laughs> yeah.
Cool. Well, we're, we're just about at the hour mark. Uh, it doesn't seem like anyone else is uh, requesting to speak. Um, Nolis and Cam, thank you so much for uh, going through uh, your protocol with us. We're, we're looking forward to a launch in May. And then, you know, maybe, maybe a month or so after you guys have launched, we'll circle back up and we'll see what kind of uh, interesting strategies people have, have kind of come up with uh, to, to maximize their, their gains. It was a pleasure being with you and discussing. Hope the, the best part is yet to come. So I would love to do that after lunch. Cool. Well, thank you for your time, sir. And uh, we'll, we'll, it, good, good luck on the launch. Thanks. Thank, thank you, you very much. Enjoy, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Cosmos Spaces and Nolis Protocol, the world's first DeFi lease. Recorded on Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Did you know if you go to CosmosRadio.org, it takes you right to all the Cosmos spaces? Huh? Pretty cool, right? In the darkest of times, when the phoenix arises Out of the ashes, like some burned up papyrus Open the sarcophagus and release the virus Got a lump in your throat like tonsillitis When the flags go up like everyone is righteous Spending government checks, sniffing up the white dust The previous generation wants to be just like us Fuck that shit, I'm trying to be like Mike was Drop the bias and you might survive this The mummy coming through to remind your highness I might just buy up my own fucking island Build a little Bunker, then wait for the timer. Countdown to zero. Day exploiting every exploit in your internet sex toys and emitting vibrations through the ether. Did you just come meet ether? At the right time, blindly following stars in the night sky. Part of me might ride away with the prize fight. Man versus everything else until the time's right. Unleash the Kraken. No, wait, that was crack. Fuck now, everybody feeling all amped up. Fucking like bunnies to the national anthem. Ugly little shits eating up all our rhythm. Mishandling the captions. Who has the answer? Holding our attention for ransom. Fed up with all the red tape and the boring template. Like it matters if it's a blue or red state. Charged every month and we can't even cancel Feeling distressed? Fuck it, kill the damsel Fuck yeah, spread it like we're on some undead shit And pass the bitch around like a meme from Reddit In the beginning it was suggested that the mortality rate would be 5% And the numbers are so much higher We're not ready for the next epidemic And so if your oxygen level falls too low And it cannot be kept up with just what we call nasal cannulas or rebreathing oxygen masks. If you can't get enough oxygen from that, then they will intubate the, the patient. Terror spaces.